Hello and welcome back to the podcast, episode 60 today. I cannot believe we've done 60 episodes of this podcast. We're well into December 2023, so it is nearly a year. I think we launched on 23rd of December 2022, so it's nearly a year since we started this podcast. It's gone so quickly and it's been a really big month for us actually. So welcome to all the new listeners. Uh, if you're new, new here, we've had an incredible month some really, really cool guests, uh, and we've got some amazing ones coming out over the next couple of weeks. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll probably have seen who they are, and I I just can't believe that we've got some of these guests on the podcast. It's just going from strength to strength, and I hope it's bringing real value um, to you, your life, and your business. And in this episode, I want to talk about repurposing audience intrigue. I don't mean talking about repurposing videos onto each platform. I want to break down repurposing intrigue from audience to audience. So the reason I'm talking about this is because I put a post out last week on uh, on LinkedIn and it was about how I go about booking guests for the podcast. So we obviously have a, around, we've had about 29 guests and then just over 30 with this one, uh, solo episodes, which are just sort of trying to dive into um, helping you and bringing actionable steps to your business. And so I spoke about how I do it using linking. So for example, if one guest, if you didn't see the post, if one guest speaks about a topic, I'll bring another guest on to explain that topic. So if I give you some examples, um, if we've had recently, for example, we've had um, some high performers on, so they will talk about things like discipline, health, you know, they've got a complete understanding of uh, their customers and an unrivaled confidence. So if you haven't listened to the episode with Sean Hanif, he said, there's no one that can beat him at what he does. He's the best in the world. If you haven't listened to the Sam Winsbury personal branding podcast, he spoke about the conviction you need when building your personal brand. They're both really touching on confidence here. So the link that I made with that, trying to answer my own questions, because ultimately this podcast is for me to listen and learn myself. You know, selfishly, I wanted to speed up my entrepreneurial journey when I started this podcast. And now I hope it's bringing you that sort of stepping stone, allowing you to grow super quickly because we're answering the questions here. So the question that I had was, How important is confidence? Confidence is something that I definitely struggled with when I started my business. So I spoke to Camilla Collins. She is a self-confidence coach. And we found out how important it was, how incredibly um, pivotal it can be in your business. Even if you've had your business for a while, if your confidence starts to drop, there's certainly some incredible things that you can do to make those differences and really bring you back into sort of the fray. You know, if you want to speak about it like that. Um, so that's a great episode to go back and listen to. That's a good example of a link. And then from there, you know, we're talking about relationships and entrepreneurs, C-suite, investors and funded startups that I've interviewed over the last year all mentioned the power of the relationships and how important it is to have your loved ones around you. So Lauren Tickner was where this link was made. Lauren Tickner has got an incredible business, multi-million pounds a year business. And she said that relationships was the number one thing that the high net worth individuals that she works with and has been mentored by all highlight as something that steps their business up. So she's been, she's talking about Grant Cardone, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Layla and Alex Hormozy, people that we should really be listening to in the business world. And she said relationships were really important. The other episode was with Dan Sherrod Smith, who's got a, a funded startup called My Mother Tree in the sustainability and climate industry. And he said, I couldn't do this without my family. So those are two people there that I really respect and listen to talking about relationships and family. So immediately I was like, what should I do here? Where's, what's the link I should make? What can I learn here to benefit you know, the listener or benefit what I want to learn? So I spoke to two relationship experts. I spoke to Jasmine Navarro and I spoke to Charlotte Spurway. 
because I wanted to understand why relationships were so important. Why are they so pivotal? Pivotal. And then how can I build it, make them better, maintain them, improve them? One of the best books on this topic as well, just sort of as a side note, is How to uh, Make Friends and Influence People. That's an incredible book. I think it's by Dale Carnegie. Really, really good one on that topic. Then you can look at things like, you know, the next link, which is Dan there was speaking about how tough it was handling investment in an ever-changing business world. So I spoke to James Church, who's from the UK's leading investment readiness firm. He spoke about the stress of having investment and how actually it's not as easy as you think and it's going to hurt your team, potentially, if you don't get it right. So I spoke to Charlotte Stebbing Mills and Mike Jones to understand how to deal with stress and align your company culture with your goals. These links, I could go on all day with these links, is literally from, from person to person. And the reason I'm talking about this is because what I'm showing here is that there was intrigue on the podcast in some of these topics. I then put it into a format on LinkedIn where I've got an active, engaged audience to explain how I would go from person to person. So people, some people just book people on their podcasts for no reason. They just book guests because they have a big following or you know they think they'll just be cool. Or they're doing the rounds in the PR game, for example. I wanted to explain and show how I'm making a link to answer question after question. You know, so you could see on my journey who I'm learning from and where my thought process is going. And that raised a lot of intrigue on LinkedIn. I think over 10,000 people have seen that post. It did really, really well. I had more than that. I had more messages than normal. I had tens of messages asking questions about how your podcast can grow, how they can build that intrigue and use that linking method. And one of the questions, or a couple of questions actually, was about how you would actually use that for the solo episodes like this. Because it doesn't quite work, does it? You know, I not, I'm not going to answer a question that I've already asked in a previous solo episode. So I wanted to explain that in this episode, episode 60. Because if you think about it, if I'm talking about the person as a guest, if and when that link runs out or another opportunity presents itself, I'll always book a separate guest based on a strategy behind it. So a guest will never just come on and I just want to interview them. It's always because I want to either start intrigue on a specific topic or I'm answering intrigue. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> so uh, I thought I should probably explain where the ideas come from for the solo episodes, which make up roughly 50% of this podcast output. And actually, giving you some transparency here on the, on the analytics, what tends to happen is someone will be brought into the podcast, whether it's on Spotify, YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever it is, they'll be brought in by a big name guest and then they tend to go straight to solo episodes. So if you have got a podcast, that's a great bit of advice there from someone who's only been doing it for a year, but I'm just being able to see these analytics and grow myself. I know that people don't tend to go from guest to guest. They tend to be brought in by a guest and then go into solo episodes, probably because you're allowed to speak to a point and you're allowed to use, a, in my opinion, a better hook because you can define that hook. Whereas if a guest speaks about something, there's only so much of the hook or the name of the podcast I'm talking about that you can change before it doesn't quite make sense to what the podcast is talking about throughout the hour. So the links come directly through repurposing intrigue. The audience is shown in a different place. So I want to be honest with you here. You know, If I'm looking at um, LinkedIn as my most engaged audience, the place that I know I can get in front of um, quarter of a million people in a six-month space, I'm able to do a lot of testing to know what people are interested in and then how I can grow intrigue and interest 
to then answer questions in different places. So for example, I've just explained why I'm doing this episode in a roundabout way. People were very interested in my linking method for the podcast guests, but the LinkedIn messages I had were about the solo episodes. There was a few about podcast guests, actually quite a lot just about business interests in general, but there were some questions about the solo episodes, which explains this episode I'm doing right now, episode 60. That's the link, the straight way you can see why I'd be answering this question. And why I've used the title, my podcast guests have a combined net worth over a billion. It's now well over a billion. You know, we've had some people in the last couple of weeks who have both got eight, nine figure businesses. So it's well over a billion now. So I'm using that intrigue from LinkedIn in the title and the hook for this podcast, because I'm telling you my secret now, which is linking. It's something that you can do very, very simply. So the content literally writes itself. If you're able to understand who the audience is and what you want to be known for. So I think I've become pretty good at taking life lessons that I see every day and turning them into stories that resonate with my audience on LinkedIn. As I said, I'm using LinkedIn as my example here because that's where most of my audience is. So through a period of testing and reviewing the data, I'm able to understand what people are interested in right now. And by no means does it mean that I have the secret to the algorithm. But I do understand it at the moment and I've understood it for about the last month, even though there's been a couple of changes. But in three months time, when it changes again, I probably won't understand it. But I can guarantee that in a month or two, I will. Because we do enough testing as a team for ourselves and the brands we work with to get ahead of it and gain that attention back. We're in the business of attention, right, for ourselves and for our brands and the entrepreneurs we work with. So we need to understand that algorithm. And we need to be able to use that intrigue link from, from place to place. And it's worth saying here that it is really worth having two or three platforms that you can have interest or attention on. So we really focus on LinkedIn. We really focus on podcasting, a little bit on Instagram, but we're not too big on Instagram because it's not where our audience tends to lie. Our, our, our audience, sorry, <laughs> tend to lie in LinkedIn and in podcasts. So if you're writing a blog, If you make videos, if you post stories, if you put any content out there for your business, whatever your audience react to, my secret would be, I would then explain that further in a different way and in a different place. For example, if you are a a video production house, maybe you do, you actually go out and you video um, businesses or people and you give them that content and they're able to then use it for their own marketing secrets. If you're putting out content showing those videos and people are reacting to the ones where you're actually showing yourself out and about in a cafe, for example, filming people and stuff's going on, put some questions out to your audience, put polls out, put questions in the in the caption, see what they're interested in. And as soon as they show a bit of interest, maybe it's in the camera equipment, maybe it's in how to actually use storytelling through video, whatever it is, put that information, your answers in a different place. So put it in a blog, put it in a LinkedIn post, bring them across. You want to be able to bring people into different places. And the reason we do that is because you can already answer it partially through video on Instagram. I'm talking about Instagram if that was where your video was found. But you can answer it in a different way through a different storytelling method on LinkedIn. And then you're drawing a different audience. Bearing in mind different audiences in different places will have slightly different interests but they also have slightly different budgets, slightly different networks. It's worth being in more than one place. Threads is a great example of this, by the way. I think I did an episode, I definitely did an episode on Threads in the summer when it first came out. And that was a great place to 
build a separate audience by dragging your intrigue from wherever it was, podcast, Instagram, LinkedIn, and putting it into threads. Because it was a different audience, you could grow quicker. And people then would then come across back through that funnel or those links to your other places to see that you've got credibility and you can grow and give different advice. Really worth doing that kind of thing. But the trick to this is to not let your audience dictate what you become known for. So in that example I used of the video content agency, if they keep asking questions about specific lenses on your camera, for example, and you keep answering lens questions on LinkedIn, people are going to think that you own like a tech store. They're going to think that you know an awful lot about lenses when actually you want to be known for perhaps storytelling through video or ROI marketing through video for cafe shops in a coffee shop, sorry, in downtown London. Do not let them dictate what you become known for. Really, really tricky, but really worth being aware of. So, so many people just let the audience push them in one way. And we see this a lot, right? Um, where they end up with a following of people who aren't anything to do with what they do, which makes it really hard to leverage. So we see that quite often. So people come to us and they say, I want to build an audience. I want to get some more attention on my brand. I want to, you know, um, I want to understand how I can get more, um, more leads. And you look at their stuff and you go, you've got, you know, you've got five, 10,000 followers here on LinkedIn or Instagram, or you get half a million impressions on your ads a month. And they say, yes, but no one's coming through the door. And you start to look at why. It's because they built an audience around something that's completely separate. So, for example, a coffee shop that, starts, that started a, um, you know, I don't know, terrible example, that started bring your dog for a coffee on a Friday. And then they, they'd get, they go, or they build a big audience just around dogs by accident because everyone loves dogs. And they don't talk about coffee shop enough. And therefore, that lead generation, that leverage doesn't work. It's the wrong audience. You know, and you've started to do stuff that helps people with looking after their dogs. You've got, you know, pet grooming companies are starting to take a notice of you, which is not what you wanted at all. You've sort of lost control of what you're known for. And you've got no, this is crucial, no authority in what you're trying to do. Really hard to leverage. You've got an audience, but it's in the wrong place or it's not worth it. It's really worth looking at businesses that rely on ads a lot. So ads are, ads are brilliant. Ads are really good. But ads are promotion. Right? They're not necessarily customer acquisition unless you do them right. So if your business runs on ads right now, if you turned off ads in one year's time, what happens? Would you actually have any leads coming through the door? Do you actually have an organic audience? Do you actually have leverage? Or maybe you've got ads that convert really, really well and then you've got really high retention levels in your business. Anyway, we're going off topic. We're not talking about intrigue and linking. So it's worth knowing, I could go viral today for what I do. I could, go, I could get one of my brands that we work with to go viral today. And so could you. You know how to get into headlines. You only have to look at the headlines on, on Google, for example, Google News, to see what people are in the headlines for. You, know, you, could, you could look at that one way, which is do something terrible, or look at the other way, which is do something really um, shocking and funny. You know how to do that. You know how to get in front of people. But it's getting the right people in front of you and the right authority. And we do that, again, by building intrigue in one place. And that comes through testing. So it's really hard to do, but start to build intrigue around you, your story and what you do. On one topic, I would suggest sticking to one topic and then adding value and telling relatable stories. And then whatever story works, build a link to a second chapter. Bridge that gap to act two and answer the stories that, or answer the question with stories that your guests or your uh, audience 
are looking for and do it somewhere else, right? You could, of course, do this all in one place. So let's be clear, you could, whatever someone likes on LinkedIn, you could then create a post in a couple of weeks' time on LinkedIn. And that would as well work and you'll build that one audience. But what I'm talking about here is using repurposing, using a different platform. Because the, the ability to move your audience around and make them more malleable is really good for attention. You want to be seen in a number of places because it takes a lot of no like trust to make a sale these days. And so if they see you in more than one place, you're going to be able to use that leverage quicker. I hope that was really interesting. I, I find this stuff really interesting. It's the way that I've built out um, my podcast. That's the way I'm building my audience. It's one of the secrets that we're releasing for 2024 for our, uh, our Q1, Q2 strategy. It really is my podcast secret. Repurposing um, intrigue from platform to platform and then linking stuff from uh, or linking information or intrigue or attention from one guest to the next next um, and then trying to answer bigger questions so sort of the last thing I'll give you here is that yes one of my uh, podcast guests will raise one thing you know an interesting topic I will then answer it in another topic in another episode with another guest I will use my intrigue that I've built on on LinkedIn or Instagram to then answer a solo question on my episodes but it's not, if you go back, it's not, um, it's not the case that I haven't answered questions myself through uh, other podcast guests. So, for example, if, if one of the guests we've got on this week, you know, guys that are really big, who spoke at a really high level, I will definitely book in guests to try and help understand what they said. But there's a couple of them that I am going to do solo episodes like this, explaining what they said and how we would do that. So I think one of them, for example, is email marketing. One of them spoke about email marketing, nurturing, uh, storytelling. He didn't go into that too much. And because that's our topic anyway, we know a lot about uh, marketing, attention, business strategy. We are going to use that. And I'm going to use that in a solo episode to explain for you. So it's worth seeing the different links there. There's three different links. Podcast to podcast, uh, LinkedIn or just any platform back to podcast. And then guest to solo episode. Those three sort of links, three ways of building out content. And it's really worth thinking and being aware that content will literally write itself. It will literally write itself if you're just looking for it in the right places and you understand who you're trying to cater for. And that's it. That's it for my podcast secret, the linking method, episode 60. You know, it's been an incredible year. Um, We've got a couple more guests, I think three more guests to drop before Christmas this year, a couple more solo episodes. So we'll probably be touching uh, 65, 70 episodes before the end of 2023. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. If you've got any questions, do feel free to, uh, to find me on Instagram, find us on LinkedIn uh, and post any questions you've got about podcasting, business marketing, attention uh, to us there. Thank you for listening and I will catch you in the next one.